0: Shalom, listeners, and welcome to our 13th podcast in our weekly series, Worship Insights Through the Bible. This week, we are going to look at the sin offering as found in Leviticus 4 verses 1 to 35 and 5 verses 1 to 13. The last two offerings are the sin offering and the trespass offering. Before looking at the sin offering, It is necessary to differentiate between the two. Now the sin offering was for the sinful nature. We are all born with a sinful nature and therefore we are by nature sinners. Romans 3.23 tells us, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and are justified by His grace as a gift, through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by His blood to be received by faith. The trespass offering, on the other hand, is the fruit of sin. In other words, our transgressions that are committed because of our sinful nature. 1 John 3 verse 4 says, everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. So what is the purpose of the sin offering? Well, the object and effect of the sin offering was said to be the forgiveness of sin and the cleansing from pollution of sin. In other words, that was their ceremonial purification that the priests went through. This was not considered a sweet savour offering, even though it was without blemish. The offering constituted a sacrifice for a specific sin for which no restitution was possible. It foreshadowed the fourth step toward our permanent reconciliation with God, showing the importance of maintaining a peaceful relationship with God. No restitution was possible in those kinds of sacrifices, symbolizing the fact that nothing we can do entitles us to the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. We cannot earn our salvation, no restitution or payment, and no amount or degree of penance will make us clean in the sight of God. Proverbs 20 verse 9. Who can say, I have my heart pure, I am clean from my sin? Ephesians 2 8 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. Now what kind of offerings were offered in the Old Testament? Well, if a priest sinned, a bull without blemish was offered. If the congregation sinned, a bull was offered. If a ruler sinned, a male goat without blemish was offered. And if the common person sinned, a female goat or a female lamb without blemish, was offered. If the common person could not afford or offer a goat or a lamb as a sacrifice, he was permitted to bring two turtle doves or two young pigeons. And if he couldn't even do that, he could bring a certain amount of flour, but without oil and frankincense, for it was a sin offering these provisions ensured that everybody who had sinned was able to bring a sin offering. Now as opposed to the peace offering, here we have that only the priests were able to partake of the sacrifice. The one who gave the offering did not eat from it. Now how did Christ fulfill this offering? Christ In this case is now the offerer. He is standing in our place. He is seen standing for us under the weight of sin. Although he was himself without sin, the Holy One, he became our substitute, confessed our sins as his sins, and bore our penalty. 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God in him. Galatians 3 verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. In the case of the sweet savor offerings, the offering was accepted to show that the offerer was accepted by the Lord. The sin offering shows how the offerer in his offering Endures the judgment of God and is cast out of his presence as accursed. The sin offering needed to be without blemish. Now, because Jesus was sinless, he could be the ultimate sin offering, and because he was perfect, he could bear our sin. Let us look at this perfection, yet at the same time, the rejection of the victim in the sin offering of Jesus. Jesus was tried by God, by man, and by the devil, and the trial only proved him the Holy One of God, Mark one twenty-four, And yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him, Isaiah 53, verse 10. Although the Holy One, he was cast without the camp. He was the only spotless offering this world has ever witnessed, and he was not only afflicted by man, but judged of God and smitten. In his love, Jesus saw us ruined, and that we as fallen men could not bear the curse and live. And so he came and was accursed for our sins. As our representative, he bore our curse and received God's hand of judgment. And because he has been judged for us, justice is satisfied. We who believe have already been judged in Him, and God now is just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. One John one nine, for Christ has borne our sins. Romans six ten to eleven and First Peter two verse twenty four. All the other offerings were burnt on the altar in the courtyard of the tabernacle. However, in the case of the sin offering, only part of that offering, which was the fat, was burned on the altar. The rest of the offering was cast outside the camp. And we read in Hebrews 13, 12, Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood, suffered outside the gate. As a man... Jesus felt the approach of death by painful, shameful, lingering suffering. But the hiding of his father's face, the imputed sin, that was his anguish. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Psalm 22 verse 1 and Matthew 27 verse 46. The sin offering also symbolized the individual Christian. Christ died for our sins, including our sinful nature. Romans eight three to four and chapter seven verse eighteen. We need to crucify our individual sins as well as our human carnal nature. Galatians five sixteen and twenty four. We must become dead to sin, not just individual acts. But we must die to sin and be cleansed from sin on a continual basis. 1 John 1, verses 7 to 9. Now, as we meditate on God's amazing love and grace shown to us, I'm going to sing a verse from a beautiful hymn that is so well known that beautiful hymn, Amazing Grace. And when you have listened to the podcast, why not? Listen to a recording of that beautiful hymn or sing it yourself and then enjoy communion with the Lord as you partake of the bread and the wine in His presence. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Listeners, I pray that you will be blessed this week and that you will just enjoy God's presence and give Him much praise and thanks for His immense love and grace that was shown at the cross for you and I that we could be reconciled with God our Father. And next week we will end the sacrificial system as we look at the trespass offering. And until then, God bless.